Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, and Maritza is going to be joining me today for Brew Your Brain and Sharpen Your Wit. But before you pour a cup of your favorite brew and join me on The Daily Grind, I just wanted to have a moment to ask a few things and to tell you a few things. First of all, let me say thank you for those of you who have joined me on The Daily Grind and have shared links to the podcast with your friends really appreciate it. And I appreciate your patience. Today's the 23rd episode. This is a one-man show and I am still on a steep learning curve when it comes to how to edit all the sound and get things produced and get it all launched. And I know that every now and then edits are a little wonky and sometimes there's a little dead space. And those of you that have stuck with me uh, while I'm on this learning journey, I really appreciate it. And lastly, I would like to ask you to do a few things. One, uh, in the show notes, there is a hyperlink, which will let you write an email to the Daily Grind. There's also, I'm just going to put the email address in there. It's spencerjd at thedailygrind.website. And I would love it if you would email me, um, I don't know, constructive criticism, feedback, ways that things could be better, but also if you've got some things to get your brain gears going and you want to share some random thoughts or dad jokes or good puns, uh, you can put them on. Plus, if there's something that you think you would really like me to talk about on Enhance Your Faith, or if you want to reach out to me about sharing something during that time, we can make that happen. And lastly, if you would just take a minute and download an episode or two, and rate some of them. That sure helps them get found uh, a little bit better. And again, I just want to thank you for joining me on this journey. Uh, I'm having a great time because I like learning, but I realize that I've still got a ways to go. And I appreciate your patience as you just journey with me on this. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. July 5th, 1937, Spam, the lunch meat, was introduced. I actually really love Spam. I have eaten a lot of Spam. It's a great camp food. You know, when I was an outdoor rack at A&M, it was the go-to for camp and stuff. But, man, it's also a comfort food because, man, my grandmother used to fry Spam. Oh, I could nearly just want to go fry some Spam right now. <laughs> um, on July 5th in 1946, the bikini debuted in Paris, France. Ooh. And on July 5th in 1975, Arthur Ashe became the first black man to win the Wimbledon singles title. Oh. On July 5th in 1996, Dolly the Sheep was born. And she was the The first mammal cloned from an adult cell. Wow. Already. I think 1996. Yeah, that was a big thing. I was thinking she was probably the first style conscious sheep because she had designer jeans. (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Bad. A sheep and its clone. She was literally beside herself. (laughs) (laughs) So. 
So July 5th then is Bikini Day. It's Mechanical Pencil Day. Hmm. Hey, do you prefer like a number two pencil or a mechanical pencil? I actually prefer a number two pencil with a really good sharpener. Oh, yes, because it's got to keep a fine point. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, National Apple Turnover Day. And it's National Graham Cracker Day. Hey, wait, it's uh, wait, it's National what day? Graham Cracker Day. Mm. Graham crackers make me think of s'mores. And also cheesecake with a graham cracker crust. Mm. Now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. Canada has more Costco locations per capita than any country in the world. Iceland. Which only has one Costco. <laughs> That's just a little thing of how statistics can mess you around. <laughs> I don't really remember much about statistics, except I remember at AM, my statistics professor said that statistics are like people and that if you torture them enough, you can make them say whatever you want to. <laughs> I actually heard that 80% of the statistics are made up. <laughs> just like that one? <laughs> <laughs> Marisa, do you know who Peter Vinkman, Egon Spengler, Ray Stance, and Winston Zedmore are? Absolutely. Those are the Ghostbusters. Yes. You know, I have seen these commercials my entire life, but it dawned on me recently that I have never actually met anyone with a Chia pet. Me neither. <laughs> so I just don't know. <laughs> those really a thing? I just don't know. So if you have a Chia pet, drop me an email at the show notes. I'd love to say about it. And um, we'll figure out how you can send me a picture. <laughs> Do you know that when you say a ton of people, you're really only talking about 15? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marisa, do you know why Peter Pan is always flying? No. Because he never lands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I, you know, I looked I looked up opaque in the dictionary, but the definition wasn't very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I really was hoping on this part of the daily grind that I would come up with a good tree pun, but I'm stumped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't leave that up. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> there we go. If trees screamed, do you think that we would be so cavalier about cutting them down? <laughs> oh. I think maybe yes, if they screamed all the time for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like I, if they just barked? <laughs> <laughs> what if they didn't scream, but they barked? <laughs> I don't know about you, Marissa. Have you ever noticed that buffalo wings taste just like chicken? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, listen, I hope you have a great Wednesday. Uh, thanks for joining me on another episode of The Daily Grind. Absolutely, until next time. And now it's that time on The Daily Grind to enhance your faith. Today's enhance comes from Lion and Lamb, The Relentless Tenderness of Jesus by Brennan Manning. There are two visions of life, two kinds of people, 
The first group sees life as a possession to be carefully guarded. They're called settlers. The second group see life as wild, fantastic, explosive gift. They're called pioneers. These two types give rise to two types of theology, settler theology and pioneer theology. According to Wes Siegler in his book, Western Theology, the first kind, settler theology, is an attempt to answer all the questions, define and housebreak some sort of supreme being, establish the status quo on golden tablets and cinescope. Pioneer theology is an attempt to talk about what it means to receive the strange gift of life. And the Wild West is the setting for both theologies. In settler theology, the church is the courthouse. It's the center of town life. The old stone structure dominates the town square. Its windows are small, and this makes things inside dark. And within the courthouse walls, records are kept. Taxes collected, trials held for bad guys. The courthouse is the settler symbol of law, order, stability, and more importantly, security. The mayor's office is on the top floor, and his eagle eye ferrets out the smallest detail of town life. In pioneer theology, the church is the covered wagon. It's a house on wheels, always on the move. The covered wagon is where the pioneers eat, sleep, fight, love, and die. It bears the mark of life and movement. It's creep. It is scarred. It's bandaged with bailing wire. The covered wagon is always where the action is. It moves towards the future, and it doesn't bother to glorify its own ruts. The old wagon isn't comfortable, but the pioneers don't mind. They are more into adventure than comfort. In settler theology, God is the mayor. He is a sight to behold, dressed like a dude from the east. He lounges in his overstuffed chair in the courthouse office, and he keeps the blinds drawn, and no one sees him or knows him directly. But since there is order in the town, who can deny that he's there? The mayor is predictable and always on schedule. The settlers fear the mayor, but look to him to clear payroll and to keep things going. Peace and quiet are the mayor's main concern. That's why he sends the sheriff to check on the pioneers who ride into town. Now, in pioneer theology, God is the trail boss. He's rough and rugged, full of life, chews tobacco, drinks whiskey. The trail boss lives, eats, sleeps, fights with his people. Their well-being is his concern. Without him, the wagon wouldn't move. Living as free person would be impossible. The trail boss often gets down in the mud with the pioneers to help push that wagon when it gets stuck. He prods the pioneers when they get soft and want to turn back. And his fist is an expression of his concern. In settler theology, Jesus is the sheriff. He's the guy who is sent by the mayor to enforce the rules. He wears a white hat, drinks milk, outdraws bad guys. The sheriff decides who is thrown in jail. And there's a saying in town that goes, those who believe the mayor sent the sheriff and follow the rules, they won't stay in Boot Hill when their time comes. In pioneer theology, Jesus is the scout. He rides out ahead to find out which way the pioneer should go. He lives all of the dangers of the trail. The scout suffers every hardship, is attacked, 
Through his words and actions, he reveals the true intentions of the trail boss. By looking at the scout, those on the trail learn what it means to be a pioneer. In settler theology, the Holy Spirit is the saloon girl, and her job is to comfort the settlers. They come to her when they feel lonely or when life gets dull or dangerous, and she tickles them under the chin and makes everything okay again. The saloon girl also tattles to the sheriff when someone starts disturbing the peace. In pioneer theology, the Holy Spirit is the buffalo hunter, and he rides along with the covered wagon and he furnishes fresh meat for the pioneers. Without it, they would die. The buffalo hunter is a strange character, sort of a wild man. The pioneers can never tell what he will do next. And he scares the hell out of the settlers. He has a big black gun that goes off like a cannon. And he rides into town on Sunday to shake up the settlers. You see, every Sunday morning, the settlers have a little ice cream social in the courthouse. And with his gun in hand, the buffalo hunter sneaks up to one of the courthouse windows and he fires that tremendous blast and it rattles the whole courthouse. Men jump out of their skin, women scream, dogs bark, and just chuckling into himself, the buffalo hunter rides back to the wagon train. In settler theology, the Christian is the settler. He fears the open, unknown frontier. His concern is to stay on good terms with the mayor and keep out of the sheriff's way. Safety first is his motto. To him, the courthouse is a symbol of security, peace, order, and happiness. He keeps his money in the bank. The banker is his best friend. The settlers never miss an ice cream party. In pioneer theology, the Christian is the pioneer. He is a person of daring, hungry for new life. He rides hard, knows how to use a gun when necessary. The pioneer feels sorry for the settlers and tries to tell them of the joy and fulfillment of life on the trail. He's somebody who wants to die with his boots on. In settler theology, the clergyman is the banker. Within his vault are locked the values of the town. He's highly respected. He has a gun, but he keeps it hidden in his desk. He feels that he and the sheriff have a lot in common. After all, they both protect the bank. In pioneer theology, the clergyman is the cook. He doesn't furnish the meat. He just dishes up what the buffalo hunter provides. This is how he supports the movement of the wagon. He never confuses his job with that of the trail boss, scout, or the buffalo hunter. He sees himself as just another pioneer who has learned how to cook. The cook's job is to help the pioneers pioneer. In settler theology, faith is trusting in the safety of the town, obeying the laws, keeping your nose clean, believing the mayor is in the courthouse. In pioneer theology, faith is the spirit of adventure, the readiness to move out, to risk everything on the trail. Faith is obedience to the restless voice of the trail boss. In settler theology, sin is breaking one of the town's ordinances. In pioneer theology, sin is wanting to turn back. In settler theology, salvation 
is living close to home and hanging around the courthouse. In pioneer theology, salvation is being more afraid of sterile town life and death than death on the trail. Salvation is joy at the thought of another day to push into the unknown. It is trusting the trail boss and following his scout while living on the meat furnished by the buffalo hunter. The crazy thing is, though, that some people just don't want to be free. Jesus wants to set his people free. Under his word, we become free people, people of the spirit. And the fellowship of free people grows up as in the New Testament. Paul writes in Galatians 5.1, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. If we're not experiencing what Paul calls in Romans 8.21, the glorious freedom of the children of God, then we might want to acknowledge that his word has not taken sovereign possession of us, and we are not fully under sway of the Holy Spirit. Today, I hope that you will spend a moment and just ask yourself whether or not you're a settler or a pioneer. I want to thank you for joining me on the Daily Grind. Hope to see you tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.